we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Thank you for listening. I hope you are having a wonderful day, whatever day you are listening to this. And whatever you are doing, I'm usually folding laundry when I'm listening to podcasts. So if you are folding away or working out or whatever, I hope that you are having a good day. I am super excited to talk about today's topic, which is going to be all about protein. But before I do, I'm even more excited to announce that we are going to do our next eight-week group challenge, okay? Super fun. It is a challenge, not just a program, because there is going to be a winner. There always is. So I just want to tell you a little bit about it really quickly. Um, In case you are interested, in case you've heard about it on past podcasts and you're like, darn it, I wish she did another one. Here is your chance. Because this is actually going to be for those who have either never participated in a challenge with me or who have done the 30-day challenge. If you did the last eight-week challenge that did run this past summer, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to hang tight for the next one. I want to give new people an opportunity for this one. So if you've done a 30-day, by all means hop in. But if you just did the last eight-week challenge, please hold off until something else comes around for you. I'm sorry. (laughs) But this challenge is going to be, so what it is is eight weeks of workouts that are completely planned out for you. There's full-length videos if you like to do it that way, but there's also just PDFs if you would rather just look at what you have to do and do it on your own. You can use or not use the workouts. Some people completely keep doing what they want to do on the workout side and they only really participate on the nutrition side. Um, And on the nutrition side of things, I will set your macro targets for you, teach you about tracking macros, how to do it, what your specific ones are, how to hit your targets. Um, I provide you recipes for all eight weeks that you can either use or not use. So really, you can do as much of the challenge as you want to. I don't think that, I think I've even had winners who have not done any of the workouts, who have only just really basically used it as the accountability and the structure, not even necessarily use the recipe. So it's not like I'm going to hand you a, a packet of notes and say, okay, you need to eat three ounces of chicken breast and spinach and like don't eat anything off the meal plan. That's not what this is. So if you're looking at the next eight weeks and you're like, man, I have a lot of social engagements in there or I have a birthday or an anniversary and like it's not the time to do it. It is the time to do it. Tracking macros is all about having 80% good clean food and 20% indulgences. So I'm going to teach you all about that, but it does not, it's not like you could use a, you could not use a single recipe that I give you and you'd be completely fine. I just like to give them to you as some inspiration and because I already calculate out for you what the carbs, fat, and protein is so that I try to just take some of the work out if you want to utilize any of that. But basically you take a before picture and then we are in a Facebook group together. So that's where the accountability and the motivation really like adds to this is that you have all these people posting like good finds that they found in the grocery store and small wins in their exercises and all those things. It's always a really fun time to be inside one of these challenges. So I do limit the spots because I do also do weekly check-ins with you individually. So a lot of this is, you know, generic to the group. There's one set of workouts. There's, you know, the set recipes as they are. I don't really personalize that part. But we do one-on-one check-ins where we are in contact once a week. I'm personally answering your questions, looking at your food logs and things like that. So I do limit it. So you do want to hop on it if you are interested. This is going to run the Tuesday after Labor Day, September 8th up until Tuesday, November 3rd. So also kind of funky because I've only ever done it Mondays because, you know, you got to start on a Monday. But I didn't want to start on the holiday. So 
I feel like a lot of people are going to have the idea that Monday is their last hurrah, <laughs> which I know that's just still the mentality. So it will begin Tuesday, September 8th, but I'm only going to accept participants until Wednesday, August 26th because I need to do a little bit of pre-planning for you. I need to figure out your macros and things like that. So spots are limited. The cost is $10 a week. So you pay $80 at the start of the program. And then the winner, the person who has the most progress on their progress picture, not who's the thinnest, not who is overall the most toned. It's based on your before picture next to your after picture, how much progress we see in eight weeks. That is the winner, and the winner gets their $80 back. So, again, a little friendly competition challenge aspect to it. So if you would like to enter, most importantly, just shoot me an email at fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com and just let me know you want to be in the challenge and I'll get you rolling. All right, so on to protein. This is a big focus of the challenge is getting your carbs, fat, protein targets on point for you. And protein tends to be one of the toughest to hit. Um... When you start logging, you might notice that you're way high in fats or way high in carbs, but your protein's a little bit lower. And protein is the macronutrient that helps you build lead muscle. So even though people are always saying, I don't want to be bulky, I'm not trying to be this huge like bodybuilder, powerlifter, any of that stuff, protein is still what's going to give you lean muscle. Okay, so even those people that you see who are small and compact, the, the quote-unquote toned look, they're probably eating a higher protein diet. Your body needs protein to keep that muscle up so that your body does not just, your muscles don't atrophy and it just turns to fat. Okay. So protein is super important and I have five tips to share with you today. So firstly, plan, plan, plan your foods. Okay. I know we just talked um, last episode, my husband and I were talking about the importance of going in with the plan or planning for the day, but whether or not you are actually logging this in, if you are just eating intuitively, this still applies. You need to have a plan for what you are going to be eating the next day, the next couple of days, so that you have things available to you. On the days that I personally end up short on protein, it's because I didn't prep like a main meat that I can utilize in lunches. Usually lunch is my downfall, and this might be a lot of stay-at-home moms out there because we think, well, we're home, so we can just make whatever. But making whatever usually ends up being, in my case, like making nothing. So if I don't already have some grilled chicken breasts or some ground turkey that I can do something with, like I don't prep the entire meal, but if I don't have a little meat staple to work with to make into a salad or a wrap or a panini or something, I usually just end up eating oatmeal or cereal or something that's like empty carbs. That tends to be at all, even, even like more wholesome carbs, um, energy bites or something that I make a lot for my son that's like oats and honey and flaxseed. There's some redeeming qualities because the oats do provide good fuel. They're a good carbohydrate. And the flaxseed in there is a good fiber. All that stuff, peanut butter is a healthy fat. But there's not a lot of protein involved. Those, I think, three energy balls equal only like nine grams of protein. So if I just snack on those and then I'm still hungry because I didn't have a protein, then I'm grabbing like a handful of tortilla chips and then I'm having an apple later or whatever. And it just ends up being carbs, carbs, carbs which is not going to really satiate me, nor is it going to fuel my muscles. It's not going to go right to my muscles. So you need to have, I like to think of it as food prep, not meal prep, because like I just said, I don't like to prep the whole meal. If I'm going to be home and I can throw things together, I don't find it necessary to prep the entire meal. Some people do. Some people like to have a salad pre-made in a mason jar or something. And if that's you, that's cool. But you just need a plan going in. So 
I try to always on Sunday or Monday make sure that whatever we're eating for dinner is some basic meat that I can do something with the rest of the week. So last week it was on Monday we did shish kebabs on the grill, like vegetables and chicken on the shish kebab skewers. Basically the exact same as eating grilled chicken and vegetables, but it just seems more fun <laughs> when you're eating it. And then I just took that grilled chicken and vegetables and threw it in other stuff all week long. Sometimes I will make sure that it's, you know, a big pan of ground turkey so that I can make that into tacos all week because I love ground turkey, taco salads or ground beef, taco salads for lunch, that kind of stuff. So try to make sure you have some kind of staple that you can use throughout your week, whichever meal you struggle with. If for you that's dinner, just make sure that that's the case for dinner. For me, that's lunch. So if you keep that in mind, if you have some kind of protein at breakfast, whether it's egg whites and eggs in an omelet or protein in a protein shake, then if you have a, a lean meat at lunch and dinner, you're pretty much like good to go. Most people, you're going to probably be at least 100 grams of protein if you're going off the targets that I would be giving you. I don't think I've ever programmed for anybody lower than 100 grams. It does obviously depend on a lot of factors, your activity level, your muscle mass, your um, weight and height and all that stuff. But think about it like that. If I have 20 grams at breakfast in a shake and then I have 30 grams in a chicken breast at lunch, then I have another 30 grams at dinner, that's already, here's my math, on <laughs> 80 grams of protein. So now I can supplement the rest with some snacks and stuff and I'll be good to go. So everybody's different. Obviously, everybody's target's different, but you need to have a plan for your meals to try to meet that. All right, tip number two. I swear they won't be all as wordy. <laughs> tip number two is to plan your meals beginning with hitting your protein. So this is really helpful because I think when you're just going, if you're especially actually physically plugging it in, if you're starting with, you know, what you want to eat or whatever, and then you're, you're zapping your, your fats and carbs, and then you're left with like 60 grams of protein to hit, but all your fats and carbs are taken up, then you're going to have a real problem. Protein usually is the hardest to hit, so start with your protein. So maybe that is using leaner meats so that you can save fats for other things. You can decide. Again, it's all about choice. Maybe you don't want to use a beef. Maybe you want to use a ground turkey or poultry or something like chicken turkey's poultry <laughs> chicken something else I meant a poultry instead of a beef if or a pork if you're trying to save your fats but start with protein okay because that is what I see most often is people just start plugging in whatever they wanted to eat that day and then they look at the day and it ends up their carbs and fats are taken up but their protein is still you know way out of you're not even close to the target so try to start plugging in protein and then work with whatever with whatever carbs and fats you have left. And then you get to play with it. That's why you're supposed to log beforehand because lots of times I'll log my day and as I go, I'm like, ooh, I got to go back and take that cheese from the omelet because I actually would rather have ground beef with dinner and my taco. So I need some extra fats to work with. It helps you make your choices for the rest of the day. So start with protein. Make sure you are, I, I consider success within 10 grams of your target as well. Some people are even more sticklers and will say within five grams and I say within 10. So tip number three, employ as much whole clean food as possible. So what do I mean by whole clean food? I mean food that is in the lowest processed state that you can get it, as close to its natural form as you can. So things that are 
growing from the ground or out in the wild, not from a box. And then you can supplement. That'll be the next tip. So we'll get to that with the things that are a little more processed and are in a box. But you want to get the bulk of your calories and the bulk of your protein calories from whole clean foods. So write this down. <laughs> if you, maybe I'll put this on my stories or something so that you can see it again. But foods that are pretty much the most protein bang for your buck without having a lot of added or if any added carbs and fats are always going to be lean meats are going to be your first go-to. So chicken, turkey, like 90-10 or 93-7 beef, fish. Okay, don't forget about fish. I am not huge in the fish department. I will openly say that. I wish I liked it more. I also haven't tried a lot. There's still a lot of fish I need to explore. I've actually never had lobster. I need to do that just to see what it's like. <laughs> but I didn't really grow up eating fish and my dad liked it. My mom didn't like it. So my mom didn't cook it. And I just was really not exposed to a lot of it. So now I will eat shrimp and salmon. Those are like the only two I really dabbled in and I'm cool with them, but I don't love them. I would never like pick having shrimp over having chicken breast. So however, if you do like, if you do like fish in general, hit up the fish department because it is so lean. I mean, when I look, I'm shocked sometimes at how small the alleged servings are for protein. I don't have this right in front of me, so I'm just kind of rounding it up. But it, I believe it's like 23 grams of protein for like seven medium shrimp. Like I could eat 21 shrimp, okay? So if I had little 21 little shrimp pieces in some like chickpea pasta or rice or something, that's times three. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to do so much math today and you're going to see how bad I am. I'm just going to make that 20 grams. Say it's 20 grams of protein. That would be 60 grams of protein if I ate 21 pieces of shrimp. I am totally ballparking those numbers, but I'm just telling you, shrimp is a lot of bang for your buck, as is salmon, um, as is, I think, a lot of them that are just, you don't have to deal with a lot of fats for a lot of clean protein. So keep that in mind. If you especially like them, like shrimp tacos, shrimp and pasta, like throw some sauces on it, call it a day. So lean meats, chicken, turkey, beef, fish. Don't forget about fish. I already told you that. Okay. Then you want to look at egg whites and cottage cheese and Greek yogurt. These are all with a grain of salt because obviously everybody handles things differently. So some people don't handle dairy super well. If you know you don't handle dairy very well, obviously I don't want you to be like, well, Brittany says it's a good protein, so I, so I should have it. If you don't handle dairy very well, just skip that, go on to something else. I personally cannot do the taste of cottage cheese. There are many things throughout the years that I have forced myself to like, like just made myself eat all the time and then I eventually did like. Grapefruit is one of them. And I think actually Greek yogurt is another one because I used to have regular yogurt and now that just seems so crazy sugary to me. But Greek yogurt was another one um, that I just, you know, had a bunch and made myself like eventually or I got used to however that works. Cottage cheese I just can't do. But if you love cottage cheese, if you like it, throw it on whatever you want to because it is really good protein. And again, not a lot of other things going on there carbs and fat wise. So as much as you can, try to hit that target with those kinds of foods. And think outside the box even on that one, okay? Like, if you have something for breakfast that doesn't have a ton of protein, cool, fine. Maybe you just want regular oatmeal and you don't want to add anything to it. But then maybe hard boil some eggs and do some egg whites and chicken sausage as a mid-morning snack or as like your quote-unquote snack for the day. Jerky is another one. I actually 
can't I have not dabbled in this either, but I do buy it for my husband. There's lots of really good clean, like whole thirty approved and paleo grass fed jerkies out there that are really clean on the ingredient sides. Obviously that's processed, but pretty darn close to clean. So um, those are great for snacks as well. Okay, tip number four. Once you've done as much as you can with whole clean natural foods, now look at supplementing with protein supplements as necessary. My advice here is still to go as clean as possible. You know, some have worse additives than others. Some have those artificial sweeteners that we want to stay away from and things like that. But some are very, very clean. So if you can find a clean protein bar or a clean protein that you really like that you can add to things, protein bar wise, I really like the Raw Rev Glow brand because they're the ingredients are very clean. It's not incredibly high in protein. I think it's like nine or 11 grams a bar. So it's not like one of your 20 grams of protein bars, but those are the ones that tend to be packed with other things. So kind of pick and choose your battles there. Decide what you know, you'd rather go for sometimes. And I'm not like across the board on this. Sometimes I buy the raw RevGlow ones. Sometimes I buy the high protein ones from Aldi that are packed with fillers. <laughs> okay. But I just kind of weigh out if I've had that that day or, you know, if I'm going to be having other processed foods, then I just, I don't have a bar at all that day sometimes. So supplement where necessary, when necessary. If I'm traveling and I know I'm going to be a little low on protein, that's when I'll throw in a bar, things like that. On the go, they're very, very good. But again, some you can find that are so clean, they're, they're good to have often, like the raw rub glow. And then protein as well. I have, I think the ingredients for Guardian of Life are, <laughs> Guardian, <laughs> The Guardian of Life protein. No, Garden of Life. Uh, I actually, I'm recording this day. I don't usually sit here. I'm sitting right in front of a big picture window, and I'm just, like, watching birds land in Josh's water table, and I'm watching squirrels run around, and I'm really having a hard time focusing. I'm so sorry. But thank you for staying with me, even with my focusing problems. So Garden of Life protein. You can throw some of this right into other foods that you're already eating. So I like to do that with my oatmeal or with my, um, if you take a frozen banana and you throw in like half a scoop of protein and then just a little bit of almond milk, not so much that's going to make a shake, but just a little bit so that the banana blends up. And then I stick it back in the freezer for a little bit and then I'll top it with like, you know, go crazy. Some nut butter, some almond butter or something, some dark chocolate chips, whatever. And I'll eat it like ice cream. But boom, I just added like at least 10 grams of protein to it. I don't usually do it with a full scoop of protein because I think that might be a little overpowering, a little too chalky. But a little bit in there is good. Same thing with the oatmeal. I've also just like thrown a little bit of protein. This is actually a great tip that I didn't have on this tip list. As coffee cream or substitute. Okay, don't knock it till you've tried it. <laughs> because I do think some proteins are better than others for this. I do also really like the taste of first form protein. I used to like have a code and whatever, get their stuff and people could get their stuff through me, but it is expensive. It's like 50 bucks or 55 bucks for this tub of, I don't know, like 30 servings, 20 servings. It wasn't a lot. So we're going through it a lot for that price. So that is why I don't get it anymore. It also does have some fillers and it. it's very, very high quality, not fillers. I should say it's, it has, um, artificial sweeteners I'm pretty sure it had sucralose in it and I was not down with having that all the time as well but the flavors are very good again so if you want to kind of pick your battles but either way whatever protein you end up having I can't 
again, speak to how well they mix. But I used to use like a half cup or a quarter cup of protein in my coffee. And then I got this milk frother off Amazon and it whips it up like a latte. And it's not even, there was no creamer or sugar or anything in it, just the protein. So hot tip that is worth the try. Again, I can't verify that it works with every protein. And actually, that's just one I've kind of forgotten about. And I haven't been doing myself for a while. But if right now you're having really terrible for you creamers, maybe try switching to that because you can still get flavors in and things like that. All right. So I talked about the cleaner things. And then as well, if you're still, again, 80% was from whole, clean, good sources, still under this tip of supplementing with some protein supplements, there are tons of foods out there now that have protein added to them. I think the world has caught on to this that people are trying to get higher protein diets in, which is great because, again, great for lean muscle. So a lot of things are enhanced now with protein, and I would still just say just watch it. If your body tolerates it well, most people do tolerate whey protein well. I think when we buy the cheap whey protein powders that have a lot of additives, then we might just think that we don't tolerate whey protein well at all, but it might just be the quality of protein because I have had some kinds of like whey protein to make in shakes that have left me feeling really bloated and disgusting but whey protein that's been added in like Kodiak cake mixes or different um chickpea pastas things like that I've tolerated just fine so you might want to try some of those if you don't love the direct supplement of like a scoop of protein in something maybe try it that way I know I think Bonza has, I know they have a chickpea pasta, but I'm not sure if theirs is the protein plus. I think Barilla is for sure the protein added to the pasta. Kodiak Cakes, PB2, there's tons of brands with added protein to them. So you can try out some of those. And again, I wouldn't try three the same day. I would never tell you like, oh, just have fruits and vegetables and then try all of these that I just named that are from a box that have added protein. No, first try to go with your egg whites and your Greek yogurt and your chicken breast. And then if you're like 10 grams shy, you know, have a Kodiak cake muffin or whatever. Have a Quest for a cookie. That's another one. I didn't talk about that one. Um, see what your body works best on. I just would say to limit it to one or two a day, if that much, depending on, again, everything else you're taking in. All right. And my last tip for you is to think outside the box. And I mentioned this a little bit in another tip, but my point here is don't just think of... Don't put things in a box like I have to eat Greek yogurt as a breakfast by itself, whatever. Maybe you can add protein to your diet by using Greek yogurt as a dressing. Maybe like instead of sour cream on your taco salad. So you now have this ground turkey or ground beef taco salad that you're eating for lunch that's probably giving you 30 grams of protein just from the meat itself, but now you just threw on 10 grams of protein in the Greek yogurt on top, like with some salsa and that as like a little taco dip. Boom, now you're at 40 grams. And then you add a little bit of cheese maybe if it fits your day and you're going up even higher. So you see what I'm saying? Don't just think of it as one, it has one purpose or can be used for one meal. Try to think of other ways that you can utilize these foods to up your protein um, content for the day. Your protein content, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I saw another squirrel, but. <laughs> Um, but also think about just looking at where you can tweak. So sometimes people think like, well, what snack could I add? What could I add to this? Sometimes you don't need to actually add anything. Sometimes you just need to tweak your portions a little bit. So 
look at your day. Look at what you already like to eat. Maybe instead of having, I'm going to just really ride this example to the finish here with the ground turkey taco salad. But instead of putting three, nobody says you need to only have three ounces of ground turkey. So this is usually where I tell my clients this is a start. And, and I talk about this in challenges too. It's like, instead of trying to add a whole nother snack in later in the day, look at the meals you already have. Look at that taco salad. And instead of three ounces, just up it to four ounces. Oh, that was pretty good. And now you're actually, you think you could have probably had a little more on it next time and like you weren't stuffed. Try four and a half ounces or try five. Like that's totally fine. When I go to Chipotle, I order double meat. And yes, I have to pay for double meat. So that's a bummer. Just like you have to pay for the guac. (laughs) Oh yes. And for the guac, I know it's extra. I actually haven't been to Chipotle since like way before quarantine. So that's not even, I haven't even done that in so long. But people think like, oh, like, that's so much meat. Okay, but I'm not adding a ton of fat. I'm adding protein. So that's a good thing to double up on. Like always go double veggie, double meat places. That's fine. Obviously within reason, there are some meats that are fattier than others. But in that context, like it's only going to help you out to just up your portions a little bit at each meal. So maybe instead of having just an egg white omelet, you have egg whites with a side of turkey bacon or just slightly upping at dinner you were going to have one chicken breast on your salad do a chicken breast and a half and it's just going to be a little bit more filling again if, if you can tolerate a little more at a sitting if you can't that's fine like add in snacks like I've said and it's obviously scaled to everybody's individual targets but try to just think of ways you can enhance the meals that you are already eating it's not always adding more meals eating more frequently that doesn't fit a lot of people's lives so Try to just work with what you already have going on. All right. (laughs) So I think the tips are out there for themselves. I'm not even going to try to wrap that up. I did get a little helter-skelter distracted today. But I hope that was helpful because this is probably one of the most asked questions that I get um, very, very frequently is, how can I add my protein? And it makes sense. And I'm glad that people are thinking about it because it shows that you are trying to eat the best macro balance for your body. So all good things. And if you have some foods too that you really like that are higher protein that I didn't mention and think that other people would benefit from, I would love to share that too in my to my email list or on my stories or anything like that. I will surely give you the credit for it. I will not say that it was my idea, <laughs> but I would always appreciate that too. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And if you are interested or would like just more information or to see it written out about our upcoming challenge, just shoot me an email, fitmomlife to the fullest at gmail.com, or feel free, as always, to shoot me a message on